friends, and welcome back to the luxury of self-care. Whether you're on the go or lounging with a glass of wine, this is the perfect podcast to dive into. From relatable topics to all people and things who inspire and empower me on a daily basis, I'm Anastasia, your host. And today's episode is entitled, Respect Your Body, My 80-20 Theory. Okay, my friends, here is this episode. I know we have been talking about it. It's come up in, it's just come up on my Instagram. It's come up in emails I've been getting. It's come up on the Facebook page. It's come up in conversations. And it's also come up with a couple of our guests that are coming up or have already been on the show. And the concept around all of this is Respect your body. Respect your body. It sounds so basic. It sounds so simple. But I'm going to say it and you're going to hear me say it (laughs) quite a bit. The whole way that I have learned how to come to a balance in my life and a balance of respecting my body is this concept of 80-20. It's 80% of all the good things that you need and 20% of whatever the heck you want. So that is where we are going to go on the journey today. I'm excited to dive in. I'm excited to give you a couple tips. And I'm excited to kind of expose some things that I had gone through in the past regarding my own body. Now, those of you who know me and have seen me in the years, there was a moment in my life where I definitely did struggle with my body. Okay, here's another podcast or another person talking about how they struggle with my body. How is this going to affect me? Sure, I'm there. I definitely heard it from so many people. And I don't like to really look at it and admit that I went through this personal journey, but I did. And I believe we all have, or we will, or are going through it currently. And When I was younger, I definitely fluxed a lot more with body weight. I was at a dance studio, but I definitely was in this mentality of I was never considered thin. I was never the tiny girl, the thin girl. And my relationship with food really affected that as well. I didn't want to have a Crunchwrap Supreme from Taco Bell. I didn't want to eat pizza. I didn't want to have ice cream and stuff like that because my relationship with it was that it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. So I either A, binged on it, or B, I just completely never had it. I cut it out and I didn't want to have it at all times. So fast forwarding as my life kind of continued, I, uh, the flux wasn't massive. I would fluctuate roughly between 15 pounds. So I am 5'4". I am 100% willing to admit at this point on the podcast that I am roughly sit between like a 126 pounds at this point in my life. And I definitely had a lot of trouble and a lot of struggle getting under 130 for a long time. And I would flux between probably 125 and 140. So for me, being in this dance world, being in this theater world, being in this world of wanting to be small, I wanted to be the skinny girl. I wanted to be the skinny girl. And 
I definitely was trying to always find ways to appear smaller. And as I got older, what I realized is, first of all, I will admit, cravings change, your metabolism changes, and hopefully your happiness level changes. I was a very, very happy kid, but I also... It's also who you surround yourself by. So if you're around people that all like cookies and ice cream and this, that, and the other thing, and you're the only one eating a salad, it's going to appear really awkward and you're going to constantly feel like you're being left out, whether those people are all really tiny or not. And for me, I'm just on this realm of constantly trying to battle all this stuff in my head with my relationship with food, which was just leading to extra stress. And that extra stress was always that extra weight that was hanging on. As I got older, there were more reasons for me to define and figure out how. How do I go about finding a balance in life? And this is where this 80-20 theory had come about. So instead of constantly having things that I would treat myself with, I more or less started by not having them as an option in my own home. So I first cut things out within my own cupboard because then that way when I went out, it was a treat. If I wanted to go out and have something, it was a treat when I went out. So what I did at first was I would have dinner and then every night I would have for me I love dark chocolate and I loved peanut butter so I would have a Reese's dark chocolate peanut butter um they they have them at Trader Joe's there and I would have one after I ate and it was just enough and I would savor it and I would enjoy it and then I would have my red glass of wine so those were my two treats for the day so then the rest of the day I could balance it with good nutritious food the thing about cravings I have to tell you this because my cravings have definitely changed. And the reason they've changed is because of the stuff that I've been putting in my body. So good, nutritious stuff being put in my body on the regular is what I crave. I once had someone tell me that they thought I was a picky eater. And it threw me so off guard because that's the last thing I am. Like I stick to a slight paleo type diet. But for the most part, I love food. Like I absolutely love food. So I've never really fallen into like a vegan or a pescatarian or a vegetarian state of mind because I always want to try everything. That has always been one of my biggest temptations is if there's so many things to choose, how do I pick the things on my plate that I don't want to choose? So when you go to a buffet, take a gander and maybe scan everything first. Go through everything and look around. When you're at a picnic, when you're with friends, when you're doing any of that, if there's a whole bunch of different options at a potluck, take a peruse or maybe be in the back of the line, something like that, and just collectively gather what you really want to try and then grab the plate and then put stuff on the plate. I worked on a cruise ship. I know I mentioned that cruise ship food is really, really, really hard because you even the greens, you can't decipher if they've come like straight from greens or if they've been like sprayed with different things to make them look brighter. All this stuff, um, (laughs) it's definitely was hard on the ship. But I started to switch my cravings. So people that had said they thought I was a picky eater, it was because I would want bacon and eggs and vegetables and and, uh, avocado in the morning and like fresh berries. And I didn't want to have a bagel. And I didn't, or I didn't want to have 
a pastry and call that breakfast because to me it wasn't. That was just, that was a treat. So that's kind of how my my food process started to change and I started to crave good healthy foods. And in craving those good healthy foods, now I've noticed that there are huge differences between what I used to have would be, oh, we've got a little drunk, we're younger, we're in our 20s, like let's grab a pint of ice cream at the store. And you grab that pint of ice cream and sadly you have every intention of finishing that entire pint of ice cream. Now... I buy a pint of ice cream and it'll last me two weeks in quarantine because some nights I don't want it. Some nights I just have one scoop. Some nights I have four scoops. So it just depends on where I'm at that day. And if I can balance out 80% of the day that I had some really good stuff, then my wine and my little bit of ice cream or my wine and my chips or whatever, that's my 20%. It's it's not about... I, I hate to say this, but too, it's also not about treating yourself. That's another thing I had to learn. It wasn't like, I'm going to work really hard and sweat, 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 so I can treat myself with this because then I still haven't really understood and developed a new reasoning. Um, life is too short. There is a balance. I don't want to ma- necessarily say it's a treat, but there is a balance of finding a place to have the good stuff while also doing some really wonderful, healthy things for your body. Because having the good stuff is like what life is about, right? I mean, I don't know if any of you love to watch Queer Eye, loved the old Queer Eye, but the new one, like Anthony, he loves food and he's got probably one of the best bodies out of all of them on the show. And, but it's a balance. Like you should 100% be able to taste and enjoy food. 100% be able to taste and enjoy food. I'm going to say that again because I love food. I mean, I really, really, really love food. I love tasting. I love trying. I love putting things together. I love watching cooking channels. Like, do not deprive yourself, but just find this balance. So the 80-20, let's get to it, right, Stas? Like, come on, get us to the 80-20. We want to know. <laughs> so the way that I kind of spend my day is – I kind of calculate everything that I'm taking in. This is how I started it. I started to calculate everything that I was taking in and then I realized, okay, I have the 20% left. And when I had the 20% left, I realized, okay, I can have the wine. I I love wine. I know I've talked about this. I love taking care of myself. I love self-care, mental, physical, working out, all of the above, but I really, really love a good wine and cheese board. In the wintertime, it's a lot harder because I want a cheese board and I want the wine. So I can have a cheese board. You can totally work that into your life, but having it every night, probably not on that 80-20% scale, Yeah. But what I really want to reiterate and get out there for everyone to really understand is don't punish your body. This whole idea of punishing your body when you've eaten something bad, when you've binged too much, like it happens. It happens. It's about how you do it the next day. It's about what do you do to get yourself back on track. There are days I was away one weekend and we were eating all these things and it was good and it was more calories than I'm ever really used to putting in my body, especially right now with pandemic. But 
when I came back from that trip, I just really stayed on task that week. And I was like, there's not as much room. There's not as much 20%. I utilized my 20% all this weekend and I more did 80% bad and 20% good. So I had to kind of flip and change, but that didn't mean that I still didn't have the glass of wine. Just the glass of wine was the only thing that I had that wasn't necessarily the most clean. And also like preparing your meals, especially during this time. Have a treat. Do your thing. But also look for different recipes and different meals that you can have. And vegetables are awesome. I love vegetables. I love making vegetables. I love uh, seasoning and and whipping up and sauteing vegetables. I love baking vegetables. I really, really, really do like veggies. And salmon's also really great. It's cheap. Salmon is a great thing to have. There's a lot of potential protein in there and fish oils and it's light and fluffy there's so many fabulous recipes you can make in the pan seared and then baking it is just an absolute pleasure throw everything in the oven also a lot of people don't really think of this as a vegetable because I don't really either I more think of it as a treat But sweet potatoes, I have sweet potatoes all the time and Doug, my boyfriend, loves sweet potatoes. So my favorite thing to do with them is cut them up into slices that look like french fries or cutting them into half moons and you toast them in the oven and you can put all different types of seasoning on them. Olive oil, definitely do your salt and pepper. You can put cumin on them as like a really wonderful spice that you can put on them that has this like... I don't know. I love the flavor of cumin. And then I also put on, uh, in the wintertime especially, I also put on pumpkin spice, which has a beautiful blend of cinnamon and nutmeg and clove and ginger. So there's all these like really exciting, yummy, yummy things that you can have with a sweet potato. And like to me, that's like having your carb with dinner. So I have, you know, my meat and I'll have the sweet potato and then we have vegetables. So one of our favorite famous meals too is we love farro. I don't know if you would know what farro is and it's a, it's an ancient grain. It's absolutely delicious. We'll saute up some um, we'll saute up some onions and with a little bit of salt and pepper and a tiny bit of olive oil. And then we put in bone broth. So you're getting a whole bunch of protein fill up um, about a cup of bone broth and then another cup of water to balance it out and then you can go ahead and put in your a cup of farro and farro is so delicious farro sweet potatoes like these are my go-to's and they fill me and they're good and they're delicious and then you have your main meat and then you have a vegetable I love asparagus steaming broccoli and then sauteing it a little bit is delicious we do bok choy on the the grill, the stove grill, because we don't have an actual grill here in New York City. Um, but yeah, there's so many different wonderful things. And I'm not trying to turn this into a food podcast. I'm just trying to tell you that like I love to eat and I love to eat good food. And there's so many things out there. Like good food doesn't mean ordering a salad because half the time you order a salad, you're going to cover it in dressing. And like that's where that's where the cheat is anyway. That's where your 20% is anyway. But I mean, salads are great too, not to deny, not to hate on salads, but so there's so many different things you can do. And I love breakfast. I have had 
the word. I'm going to use it. I've had the luxury of really being able to focus on breakfast during quarantine. And I love a good breakfast. I always talk about this. I have like two pieces of bacon, two eggs that I scramble. Sometimes I put cheese on them. I saute up some baby bok choy or kale with that. I'll sometimes have a rice cake that I smear half of an avocado on and sprinkle some chia seeds and put on hot sauce. Like literally, and then I have some, a couple, like a little handful of uh, raspberries or blackberries or blueberries on the side. So it's a super balanced meal to start me off for the day. Truthfully, I wake up around 7 30, 8 o'clock, and I really only have that an, around 12. Sometimes it's even a little later. So it is a slight intermittent fast and then I'll maybe have some type of snack and then I have what I was saying for dinner and then we also have wine with dinner. So I split a bottle of wine every night. That is my 20%. I love my wine. So I usually have roughly two glasses of wine probably six out of seven times a week. (laughs) I'll be honest. But that's my 20%. Like if your 20% is a brownie, it can totally work for you too. I mean, my boyfriend's 20% is a brownie. He (laughs) loves, loves, loves sweets. And I have developed this concept of not having as many sweets in my life. Like I was saying, things change and cravings change. And I've sometimes wanted sweet, but not in the same bulk. And even last night, Doug made gluten-free brownies. So they're a little bit better for you, right? He made gluten-free brownies and he gave me this slice and I thought it was so big. And to me, if we went to a restaurant, like that would be the slice that I would split with him if we were to get a dessert, which we do rarely. But when we do it, you know, we will get like a molten chocolate lava cake or something because I know he loves that and it'll pair well with the red wine that we're probably drinking that I needed to have. So my point of that is... I had a few bites of it. He was like, whatever you don't want, I'll finish. And then I gave it to him because I knew that the pan was still there. So the thing is, is again, the relationship with food has changed. And I knew that I could always go back into the kitchen and get more. I knew there was going to be some there tomorrow. It'll probably last us a few days. Knowing that you don't have to eat it all. I think that's like my big thing. And really quickly, if I can rewind to speak on behalf of this consistent, I guess it's been almost about four years that I've been on this consistent between like 126 and 128 or 124 and 128 scale and how it was so hard for me to get under 130. I did two shows. I've talked about this on a couple different episodes, but I did two shows back to back. One was called Best Little Whorehouse in Texas Yes, it's based off of the Dolly Parton movie. And the other one is called Rock of Ages, which there was a movie about. I didn't necessarily like the movie. Sorry, whoever produced that. But um, the Broadway show's fantastic. Vegas was amazing. Anyway, that's where I met my boyfriend. If any of you listened to the second podcast, which I'm so sorry the sound isn't as clear and quality driven as it is now and today, but that episode was so important to me and it was about accepting the love we think we deserve and the thing about my relationship with food that changed was because I started to love myself and then I allowed someone else to love me and we were in a relationship together and we're still in a relationship together and our relationship with each other is healthy and our relationship with food is healthy but we both encourage each other to eat healthy So we both like to eat clean, nutritious, healthy foods that give us good energy 
But at the same time, we both love to have our wine and we both love to have, well, he loves to have brownies. And of course, I'm going to have some. You smell some fresh brownies coming out of the oven. You got to have it. Life's too short, man. Life is too short. So did those two shows, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, you're playing a whore in a whorehouse. So I got to be honest, the clothing was minimal. And then I did Rock of Ages immediately after that. And again, clothing was minimal because there's only three girls in the ensemble for that. We had four in our cast and we play everything in the ensemble where we play from protesters to strippers to this to that so you stay in one kind of universal look and then when you're in the stripper scenes you're pretty exposed so you see your costume and you're like that's my costume (laughs) and you kind of go from there and and you, you find a balance so I had good clean healthy breakfasts you know to go off of some of the food that I was telling you about that we eat to Lots and lots and lots and lots of water. I talked about that on my Just Add Water episode as well. I think that's number 12. And Just Add Water in that sense of we were living in Arizona. I was drinking a gallon of water a day. I was working out because my body was used to the show at this point. So the show had gotten in my body and my body was used to it. So it wasn't necessarily losing weight. I was still burning calories, but I wasn't going to lose weight with just doing the show. So I needed to have a sustainable workout as well, something that wasn't going to make me too sore, but was going to give me the energy to get through the show, the stamina to sing through the show while dancing. So all of these things. And after I did that, I noticed such a shift in my body and I was just in a happier place and I was loved and I was, because I was loving myself and I felt more confident. And then I just kept giving my body good fuel food and good fuel workouts when I get sore and stretched and tired is when I notice that oh my gosh when was the last time I worked out trust me I've been in quarantine too like I'll go two or three days without a workout I get it I get super excited and into my podcasts and into my posts on social media and and networking and trying to uh, learn all my new yoga skills because I'm going back through a yoga teacher training program so I get it I get it I get it I get it so I was just trying to give you that small insight really briefly and let you know that that's kind of where the big shift started and then it just has continued on from there and I would honestly have to say that my body looked the best when I turned 30 because I was just really fixated on working out. I think it was really only 25 minutes a day. I was doing T25. So shout out to Shanti. I was doing T25 and I was happy and drinking a lot of water. I was still having my 20% of fun, good, exciting food. <laughs> so yeah, there's a this balance. There's this constant balance. I also just want you to understand that how you look should be a byproduct of how you treat your body. Does that make sense? So if you're treating your body with like good, nutritious, healthy foods to fuel it, to energize it, to do all this stuff, it's going to resemble the way that you look. Your physique is going to come off that. But don't punish yourself again. Don't punish yourself if you do something wrong one day. You haven't fallen off the bandwagon. You made a mistake. We make mistakes every day. Every day, I make mistakes on the yoga mat. I make mistakes in conversations. I make mistakes on the podcast and I have to edit them out. Like, we make mistakes. It's okay. We don't beat ourselves up about it, right? But saying having respect for your body, it's because this body 
your body is what keeps you alive. I love fueling it with good nutritious food because it it gives me good quality energy, but my body is what keeps me alive. And, And sadly, we can't help that the mentality is so messed up of what our body should look like because of social media. And I myself am a total victim of that as well. We see all this stuff. There are all these apps about changing your body and making it look like this and reshaping and smoothing and this and that. And it's like, we have to just respect our body. And even speaking on that, we put so much value on how we look instead of who we are as people and building our character and just being a good freaking person. You know, there's so many times where I'm like, oh, did I say that and that came off wrong? And I want to like run back and say, oh, I'm so sorry. Did I did I offend you or just make sure that you're a good person, you know? Thank thank your thank everyone. Thank the person you're on the phone with. I was just on Amazon earlier today because I messed a bunch of stuff up and instead of getting frustrated with anything he said because the person that I was on the phone with it wasn't their fault. What happened was my fault and what happened was a series of things that that's happened after I messed up. So, it's not their fault. Customer service is a hard job. But I thanked him and I was like so appreciative and He was so excited and I had the time and I said, can I please fill out a survey to make sure to give you a good review because you were super helpful. Like be a good person. Think more about what we can give to the world, how nice we can be, how conscientious we can be, how helpful we can be, how hardworking we can be, how committed we can be, etc. So when we eat to change our bodies, whether that's a cleanse or a new fad or this or your friend said to do this or someone on social media said try this and you'll lose 10 pounds, just remember that that thing is going to be completely unobtainable because it's a lifestyle choice. You can't just turn it off and on. You can't all of a sudden be like, I'm on a cleanse and now I get to do whatever the heck I want and then I'm back on a cleanse because we don't do that as as good character people, right? We're not like, I'm good and I'm nice and everything like that. And then when I get home and I'm with my family, I'm an asshole. Like we don't do that. You can't turn it on and off. So it's the same thing with food. It's, it's, um, it's not an on-off switch. And truly, this makes me so sad when I hear this because I was one of those people at one point in my life. But it saddens me when I hear people say, oh, I hate my body or oh, I hate this, I hate that. It's it's really hard for me to hear that because from the moment you're born to then getting all these thoughts into your head till the moment you die – your body's constantly saying to you like, am I good enough now? Am I good enough now? Like I'm pumping blood to your heart or it's good for your veins or your body stands you up every day, sits you down, lets you sleep, lets you have sex, lets you hear music, lets you dance, lets you exuberate who your true self is onto others, lets you stretch, lets you mold, lets you be creative. I mean, I could go on. Our body does so many things for us without us even really taking note of it. Right now, my body is breathing in a specific way and my heart is pumping because I'm energized to talk about this topic and I can feel 
my throat even tightening up and and I'm able to speak these words and you're able to hear them right now. Like these are things our bodies are doing without us telling them to do and they're a wonderful thing. And then on top of it, we're going to throw out the words that I hate this body. No, 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 no. Love, love your body. Love your body. Be grateful for your body. You get one body and you make the choices of how it's going to look, react, and function. But yeah, we all do it. I can I can hear it now like, oh, I don't have a flat stomach. Oh, I'm embarrassed to be in my bathing suit right now. Oh, my cellulite. Oh, you know, oh, it's, it's really sad. It, it hurts me to hear it about other people when they say it about themselves. But it hurts, guess what? It hurts even more because I used to say it to myself too. And I'm not saying that I think that I look fabulous. There is always room for improvement. Always. I get that. And I don't think that I look absolutely fabulous. But I am confident in myself and I am proud of the way that I look. Even when I was big, I remember saying that too. People were like, oh my gosh, you don't even look like yourself. And they weren't trying to be rude or maybe they were. Who the heck knows? But I had to still say at that point because I believed it. I said, I'm proud of my body. I'm proud of my body. I'm happy about my body. And right then at that time in life, I just didn't have a good relationship with food. I wasn't in the most happy state of my life. So in the end, I just think that we all just need to have respect for our body. Loving your body first, you'll just find that you're going to want to give it better food, better quality food. It's just going to happen naturally. And, you know, it's funny because like we have, I have friends who have babies and I'm sure you do as well if you're not a mom or a father yourself. And we don't give babies bad food. You know, we don't give them a milkshake and french fries and McDonald's. No, we we give them good nutritious foods. We talk about like all these plans about all the stuff that we want to give them. So we respect babies bodies and give them good nutritious foods and naturally if you're going to respect your own body and love your own body no matter what it looks like today beginning that journey you're going to naturally just want to give it better quality food anyway because you love it and you want to take care of it and you want to function better (laughs) and truly like if we cut away all the fun it's not sustainable like that's the big problem with these cleanses and these moments because they only last a certain amount of time it is not sustainable to say I will never have the treats that I like again and if that's a brownie if that's ice cream if that's salty chips if that's a funnel cake if that's donuts if that's wine if that's bread you know all these things it's not sustainable right So don't cut out all the fun stuff. Just have it in moderation. It's really wild. It really throws me off too when someone says to me, oh, wow, they'll see what I look like. And I never, ever thought in my life anyone would ever say the word. that I never thought in the same sentence anyone would ever say, tiny and me. (laughs) Tiny and my name. I never, ever thought that. And I do hear some people say that to me now. And it's wild I will never look at myself as tiny you can have your own opinions I don't think I'm tiny at all but that is how other people perceive you so it's really interesting how we all perceive one another differently but I find a balance I eat in moderation and again someone said to me really recently that they thought I was tiny and then spent 
a few days with me and they said, wow, you know, you're tiny, but like you eat whatever you eat everything. And I was like, oh, of course, you know, I'm on vacation right now. Like this is a, this is a work break and there's all this fabulous food. Like I'm not going to deprive myself of it. I might not have five forkfuls of each thing and I might just have a bite of everything, but I want to taste it all. Like we were in Texas. I wanted Texas barbecue. But at that point, I was more on a 50-50 scale, 50% good, 50% bad. So when I came back home, I really had to implement a few more workouts and a more of the 80-20% balance. But know that how you look should be a byproduct of how you treat your body. And I know that I said that in the beginning, but just, again, take that in and whatever that means for you. So have a chocolate and don't beat yourself up about it. Just be grateful. (laughs) Be grateful that you're breathing. Be grateful that you go to sleep and you wake up in the morning. Be grateful that you're alive. And just enjoy life. Enjoy life, my friends. I hope you enjoyed all those tips and those insights and a little bit of personal stories that I had to share with you today. Please go ahead and comment. There are voice memos with Anchor, which I absolutely love, that you can go ahead and send me a comment. You can always DM me on Instagram. You can always reach out to me on our Facebook page. All that information will be at the end of the show in the, I guess, credits, kind of. I have this like recorded thing that I say every week. So go ahead and tune into that and you can find all the information there. I also wanted to share with you that I am deepening my practice as a teacher and I'm going through the Yoga Renew teacher training course right now. I have been connecting with so many wonderful souls on there. If any of you are tuning in now, now that I know that some of you are following the podcast, super stoked to have you here. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode and you tune into a few more. Go ahead and rewind back there's some really good footage here of of a bunch of different things about self-care and also some tough hard topics too if you're willing to dive into that I try to always find a light way to discuss some hardships and some harder things to have conversations about and if you're curious about Yoga Renew, I have all the information in the bottom. If you are looking to become a yoga teacher or expand your yoga teacher practice, I am an affiliate for them and I'm really, really, really enjoying their program, especially right now, having it be virtual and being able to do it in my own time and then have other people on the Facebook page asking if we kind of want to work together as a team and make sure we can hold ourselves accountable. They have weekly seminars that are on Zoom that cover a bunch of different types of yoga. So if you're super interested in that, definitely go for it. I am teaching a yoga class. It's a yoga slash stretch hybrid, and it's going to be on Wednesday, August 5th at 6 p.m. I'm sure you've seen it on my post or heard about it in the last episode that came out on Thursday featuring Zachary James called When Crisis Hits. We talked about a lot of different crisis and how to deal with crisis, and we wanted to find a way to give back. So I wanted to teach a class since I've been constantly asked, when are you teaching again? When are you teaching again? So I wanted to teach a class. I paid for the full Zoom, so then that way I can have all of you on, and we have no problems getting kicked off. 
I have an amazing playlist. Half of the proceeds that I'm collecting for this class are going to go to the domestic violence hotline, which I'm thrilled about. That's that's awesome. And thanks to Sarah Powell, who had told me that she does Pilates for a cause because it gave me the idea to be able to give back this week. This yoga stretch hybrid class is for all levels. So whether you're a true guru yogi, you're still going to love the stretch or whether you're someone who doesn't know it at all or any of the terms in yoga, I'll be able to kind of break things down for you. And there are several different variations depending on your flexibility. So please come and join me in that class. I have all the information in my link tree. You can go ahead and send me a DM if you have any questions, but you can send me your amount of money that you are comfortable with giving through my Venmo or my PayPal and my Linktree account on my in the notes and on my Instagram. So go ahead and do that. And remember, 50% of that is going towards such a good cause, but you're also taking care of your body at the same time. And I'm so proud of all of you that have already signed up. Thank you so much. I can't wait to do this class on Wednesday. And lastly, just have an amazing Sunday, everyone. Live in your soul. Be super soul on your on your beautiful Sunday. And go out into the world and give light and give love and have hope for yourself. I'm so proud of you. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for tuning into today's episode on the luxury of self-care. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to this channel on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever it is that you're listening. If you get the opportunity to give me a rating or possibly even a review, I would love to hear what you're thinking of the show. In addition, you can find all updates on the show on Instagram at rumor underscore in underscore St. Petersburg. Yep, just like the universal film Anastasia or like the Facebook page entitled The Luxury of Self-Care. This truly wouldn't be possible without you, my audience. So again, thank you so, so much for all of your love and all of your support. And as always, for tuning in.